Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the bishop of the Interdenominational Order of Missioners of the Holy Spirit, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So may the Lord be with you. Today's message is entitled, Gather and Sinned, The Gather and Sinned Cycle. And we're reading John 20, 19. On the evening of the first day of the week, when Jesus and the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and he stood among them and said, peace be with you. After them, he showed them his hands and sighed, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And again, today's message is entitled, The Gather and Send Cycle. A cycle is a series of events regularly repeated in the same order. The longer and more regular the series is repeated, the more predictable it becomes until it can't reasonably be considered a coincidence. Now, there are some obvious cycles in nature. Can you think of one cycle in nature? The water cycle is one of them. Then there's like the carbon cycle and the nitrogen cycle. And my favorite cycle of all in nature is the photosynthesis cycle. How plants get energy and turn green and all of that good stuff. Cycles can also be detected and studied in other fields of inquiry including the social sciences in the humanities. Also in the life and the liturgy and the worship of the church, there is a two-fold cycle. So in the liturgy, which means the order of worship of the church, which is part of the life of the church, there is a two-fold cycle of what we're doing right now in the Evensong Chapel service. Is that... We are gathering and sending, regathering and sending, regathering and sending. This is a cycle of gathering and sending. We can see this cycle in the Scriptures today. On the first day of the week, the disciples were where? All together. They were all together. Jesus was crucified on Friday, now it's Sunday evening, and they're all together. They could have easily done what? Scattered. And that probably would have been the logical and most safe thing to do, wouldn't it? Let's not gather together where we can be found in one spot, but for safety's sake... And for the sake of our witness of Jesus, let's scatter out. But they're gathered together. We can't understate that. The ancient pattern of liturgy, that is the order of worship for church services 
is a three-part liturgy. A three-part. A three-part liturgy of gathering and sending. The three parts of the ancient pattern of worship in the church is, first of all, the proclamation of the Word, which we're doing right now. Secondly, is a participation in the sacrament. And thirdly, is what? Sending. Sending. The ancient liturgy is a gathering and sending cycle. You gather to proclaim the Word of God, to share in the Eucharist, in the body and blood of Christ, and then be sent into the world. The liturgy of the Word is the first part. And it emphasizes Scripture in preaching. The second part is the liturgy of the sacrament where we take the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ. And the final part of the ancient liturgy is the dismissal. That is the sending. Each week I do something and I dismiss you and I send you from this place. I bless you and then I send you. Now, it could be very easy that someone else sends you. Like if we had a deacon, a deacon could send you. But since we don't have a deacon here, is that I will send you out. I'll dismiss you. And in the liturgical service of the church, the priest or the deacon will say, let us go forth in the name of Christ, or something like that. And the people will say, thanks be to God. And then they'll be sent. Sent where? Sent home? Back to their houses? <laughs> where will you be sent? Into where? Into the world. Into the world. Now, the purpose of this liturgy of gathering and sending is, of course, to be a service of worship and praise of God. I mean, that's obvious. Why, why do you come to church? To praise the Lord and worship Him. That's an obvious one. You also come to the liturgy, that is the order of service, to worship and praise the Lord. You also come to feed on Jesus in word and table. You feed on Christ in the proclaimed Word and you, you feed on Him in the Eucharist at the table. It's a service of Word and table and sending. And when you're sent out, it's because you're sent because you fill up on the Word of God, both in Word and sacrament. There's this old slogan, come hungry, go away, fed. Let's say it again. Come hungry, go away. Or full. Fed or full. So you come to feed on Christ and you go out into the world once you're full. Now let's go back to cycles for a minute. Go back to cycles. What if a natural cycle, let's take the water cycle, what if a water cycle was disrupted? What would happen? In fact, it does happen. The water cycle can be disrupted. The water cycle can be distorted. What do we call that? Yeah, it's a drought. And in many societies, especially pre-industrial societies, when there's a drought, what follows it? It begins with an F. Famine. Famine. Drought and famine. So disrupting cycles is not really 
a good thing. And when you disrupt the ancient pattern of worship, you're also going to get a distortion in what happens in the life of the church and in the people of God. So let's take this cycle of gathering and sending. What will happen if that pattern is disrupted by churches not emphasizing the sending? They only emphasize the gathering. What's going to happen in the life of the people of God and in the life of the church? How is that going to affect that disruption in the cycle of gathering, sending? I'd suggest to you is that we are seeing the results of that disruption today. And that's why we have a lot of folks who were interested in that Jesus Revolution movie and a lot of folks waking up and say, my goodness, we've got to have a revival in this nation because the cycle of gathering and sending has been disrupted and we're just focused on the gathering, not the sending. While we were on semi-sabbatical, we had the opportunity to attend two very wonderful biblically-based churches. And they were big churches. And I say this in the best possible sense, they were programmed churches with big worship productions. Before I go forward, I want to make sure that you all realize that I'm not trying to put down what I experienced I was uplifted. But in the services that I attended on semi-sabbatical, one thing was glaringly missing, and that is there was no emphasis on sending, only an emphasis on coming. Only an emphasis on gathering. The last service we attended was my favorite. There was an extended time of musical worship. And then... Out from the back, behind a curtain, I think it was a curtain or some sort of wall, came the pastor and he preached a biblically based message. And during his message, he was making note of something that happened in the first part of their liturgy, their order of service during the musical worship. He was, he was making a note of it and, and thinking out loud. And he said, when I was backstage, I heard... And then he went on to explain what he heard. But the thing that grabbed me was the phrase, when I was backstage. First of all, why wasn't he out with the people? See, liturgy liturgy has to do with the work of the people in worshiping the Lord. Why was he backstage? Was he in the green room? Getting his makeup on? Getting ready for that? What was he doing backstage? Why wasn't he out with the people? He's the pastor. And number two, why is he calling? Why is he calling that raised platform the stage? And I don't even think that he thought about this. That he had a theology for it or he had thought about it, but it implied something, didn't it? 
that this is a performance. What do you do on a stage? I've been on a stage many times. But never in church. Never in church. You see... When you have liturgies that break the gather sin cycle, liturgies that never sinned, then the close of service feels like this. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. I mean, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like happy trails? You all come back next Sunday and hopefully... Hopefully you do something good between. There's no sending. It's all y'all come here. And don't get me wrong, gathering is important on the third evening after the crucifixion. During the resurrection of Christ, they were gathered. Gathering, sending cycle. The endings of all four Gospels have something in common even though they're all a little bit different and they kind of order things in their kind of their own way and emphasize different things. The ending of the four Gospels have four things in common. Do you know what it is? Say it with me. Sending. Sending. Matthew 28. Go ye into all the world. Luke, the same thing. Mark, the same thing. John, we just read the same thing. When the cycle of gathering and sending is broken by not sending, by not emphasizing sending, we get this disruption and this dysfunction we see today. And one of the symptoms of this dysfunction of breaking the gathering sending cycle is the ever-complaining of, I'm not being fed. Over the years, I've had a number of people visit churches that I've been the pastor and priest of. And, you know, I typically, not all the time, but typically people will come. Not all the time again. People come and they'll say, you know, I just wasn't getting fed in my last church. Just wasn't getting fed. Could it be? Could it be the reason they weren't getting fed? It's because they weren't hungry when they came to get fed. And could the reason they weren't hungry be is that they were never being sent? Because you fill up on Jesus on Sunday and by the end of the week you need to refill. You see, one of the symptoms and disruptions and dysfunctions of not emphasizing the sending is that people feel like they're not being fed when in reality they're not Hungry because they're never sent. They never really have anything to give during the week. Another symptom of this dysfunction is people see themselves connected through gathering rather through sending. In the Apostles' Creed, we, we believe in the communion of saints. We believe in the communion of saints. Whether we're gathered or whether we're sent whether we're on earth or whether we're in heaven. We're connected in the sending as much as we are in the gathering. But when we don't emphasize the sending, we only see ourselves as being connected in the gathering. Hebrews says we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Do you ever feel surrounded by a cloud of witnesses that have come before you? 
aunts, uncles, grandparents, moms and dads in heaven. They're with you somehow because we're part of the body of Christ and we drink from the same well of the Holy Spirit, right? Another serious dysfunction and disruption symptomatic of emphasizing the gathering without ever emphasizing or doing the sending is that people misunderstand the nature of the sending. So there are some churches that talk about going out in all the world and fulfilling the Great Commission, that sort of thing. But a lot of times people misunderstand the nature of the sending. Look at verse 21. Jesus says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. The word I want you to focus on is the word as. Because it could have been translated from the Greek as just as. Just as the Father sent me, I am sending you. Jesus isn't merely sending the church, but He is sending the church just as the Father sent Him. Do you get what that implies? It implies is that we are to go as Jesus Christ. We are to go with His ministry. A lot of Christians go out into the world and they do have this sense of being sent, but it's a sense of like, I have some spiritual chores to do this week. I've got to make my bed spiritually. I've got to read my Bible. Okay, home groups on Wednesday. I should pray a couple times this week. Okay, I have this witness card. I need to check the box. I need to find people to witness to. And there's these chores. Things we do for Jesus. And hear me real carefully because I, I want to qualify this. Things we do as Jesus. Paul says what? In, in 2 Corinthians 5, he says, we are ambassadors for Christ. Paul says in Galatians 2.20 that I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. You go not just as little spiritual servants from the liturgy. You go in the presence and power and ministry of Jesus to do the stuff that He did according to the gifts, according to the talents and resources He's given you. Doesn't that change things a bit? You come to the liturgy, whether it's a contemporary liturgy or an ancient liturgy, but that word and sacrament send liturgy, you come to that so that you Fill up on Jesus so that you can give Jesus away that week. So that you can be the incarnate body of Christ. Not by yourself, but identified and connected with your brothers and sisters in Christ in the sending. You're to continue the ministry of Jesus by sharing the Gospel, the good news, and serving in the power and gifts of Christ. When you think of a Catholic Mass, what do you think of when you think of a Catholic Mass? Mass. What does that word 
bring to your attention Mass. Going to Mass today, doesn't it bring to your attention the Eucharist? Communion? Those of you who know Catholics, that's kind of what they're about, isn't it? Communion. That's the climactic act of their worship service. And honestly, that was the climactic act of the first century church's worship service. Just read 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. Now you would think, you would think this word mass would mean like something to do with communion. Mass is a Latin word. Does anybody know what it means? Raise your hand if you know what the Latin word mass means. Right? No one knows. That's fine. The word mass is a Latin word that means to dismiss or send. Now think about it. If I ask you, are you going to mass this week? It's me asking you, are you going to dismissal this week? Isn't that strange that the ancient church would call their worship the dismissal? Where do you think their attention was? It was on the sending. The sending. Can I suggest something to those of you who are listening to me via the podcast, as well as those in this sanctuary, including the little babies that are squealing? How about this? Whether you're Protestant or whether you're Catholic, makes no difference. How about this? Coming Sunday, you stop going to church and you start coming to Mass so that you can be sent. How about you change that switch in your head that says, I'm coming to feed on Jesus to praise and worship, and to be dismissed, to be Christ's hands and feet, His eyes and ears, His fingers, His voice, in a world that will only know Him through His church, His body, which includes me. Where is Jesus sending you this week? After this Mass, where is Jesus sending you? If you're married, can I share with you? Sending you to your wife. He's sending you to your husband. He's sending you to your children. He's sending you to your friends. He's, he's sending you to your co-workers. He's sending you to your brothers and sisters in the church and wherever else He may send you. But He is not sending you to be His little spiritual servant to do spiritual chores. He is sending you as His ambassador to be His presence in the world. So when people receive you, they receive Him. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.